Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you live from the formerly rainy, now sunny, uh, crappy Santa Cruz. It's overcast now, so a lot of people in the studio tonight. Uh, tonight we've got Liza. Hello. Uh, Adrian. Hello. Bagel. Hola. Uh, Lucas. Yeah. Uh. Kenyon. Yeah. Terry. Go electric. Zach. Present. Zef. Yes. Uh, Mason. Yo. Josh. Sup. James. What up? And I am your co-host, Knox tonight. And so you uh, still missed uh, one. Your old friend Jonathan. Did I miss Jonathan? Fuck. All right. Well, hi, Jonathan. I'm Knox's old friend Jonathan. All right. Whatever. Anyways, let's get going. We did a lot of shit today. Did yeah. What are you looking at me like that for? Because <laughs> I love it when I throw you. I, out you front. totally Thanks. threw me under the bus today. <laughs> take the lead. I need you to take the lead for me, and you just just you. <laughs> I can't. I can't, I can't lead. Joke just shit. crumble. I'm the guy. Throwing, You're getting better. No, the night's young. I'm the guy that throws coals in the fire. I don't <laughs> do the leading type shit. Anyways, uh, we did a lot of stuff today. So um, I wanted to just start by saying that uh, even though technically Stan won the most helpful award, I'm going to give it to Megan today. Yeah. Because when he had a new guy, Tony came by on his uh, Ninja 650R, and uh, she jumped to it and yeah. helped him uh, change his oil and took care of him all day. Well, not just change the oil, but trace down an oil leak as well. Was yeah. there an actual oil leak? Uh, no, it was. She the told me plug. that uh, the drain plug was just like hand tight. She said that when she went to <laughs> oh, unscrew oh, it, she did it with her hand. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a bad sign. Who's the previous person who uh, previous owner? I don't know, but he deserves a foot up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was a brand new bike. It's a, it's a total plug bolt up his ass. <laughs> Yeah. So those new Kawasaki's have that uh, total loss lubrication system, like the old Harley's, you know? I wanted to give Megan credit for that. Um, let's see. Josh got something done today, but before he tells his side of the story, <laughs> I want to start with my side. That would be Josh decided on his KTM to throw a, what do you call it, Josh? A wheelie kick just like a bar to stand on <laughs> on the back he puts it's a, a bar yeah, yeah. A, uh, it's, bar. it's a 12 o'clock bar and he <laughs> was asking for some wood so he could build something on the back and i was just like no come on dude not wood he's, and he's like yeah doug gave me the same shit I'm like come on dude let's take some metal i gave him the same shit bend and shape and you know weld and drill and make something real oh. that's funny coming from you because you told us not to bend uh my license plate holder last week that was, that was going from one illegal uh, uh, one we, illegal we, thing we to another t- illegal thing no we, we took it illegal and we made it legal yeah. I don't see what the problem with that <laughs> is no so it wasn't quite legal curved, you, curved you made, isn't legal yeah you made it slightly less oh, illegal yeah. boo hoo it was hiding legal. behind the fucking front Anywho, tire so before. Josh how did that go for you today it, uh, you, you know it, end, it I ended it successfully for the most part but uh, it took a while to really narrow down the final bending and drilling of the holes. But uh, it's not the prettiest, but you know, it's, it's cool. functional. It looked it looked vaguely symmetrical. It's that, ghetto fabulous. Work. If I make it black, <laughs> it'll be a little cooler too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Of course. 
Bosley, Bosley wants up on the couch. You're going to have to help him, Terry. He's not that functional. At, he's not a good jumping guy. He's, he's a pug. He's Basically, a pug. That's why they have a flat face. Lisa, you can just keep making excuses, but he's just fat as hell. Yeah, yeah he's fat as hell, too. Don't listen to Bosley. You're a gazelle. So, um, James is back in the peanut gallery. If someone can give him the mic, I want to talk about James's piston on his uh, fling poo. Hello. So, what's the state of your piston? Well, my piston is kind of broken. Um, <laughs> kind of. Isn't that a personal by question? kind of, I mean totally. Uh, it's uh, the piston pin uh, is either fused to the piston itself or fused to the conrod. And uh, despite numerous attempts today to heat up the piston and push the pin out, um, nothing really helped. Yeah, so we had a bunch of people all gathering around, scratching heads, and we're going at it with grinders and torches and just trying to figure out how to get the piston <laughs> off. I don't know if anyone has any good ideas. I, but. Were you pissed off? I was. I was. But dumb tish. Luckily, though, the, the piston for this bike is, I mean, it's a Chinese clone of a, a Honda 200cc engine or a 125, I don't know. Um, and you can get a new piston and pin and rings for $20 on eBay shipped to you from China. It's, it's um, that Chineseium, bro. Yeah, it's Chineseium, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's Douglas's new word. Chineseium? Yeah. Chineseium. Yeah. It's a, the same thing that makes you pull out your hair you can replace for 20 bucks. So, right. You know. So you can pull out your hair numerous times at a very small cost. Do they come in a 12-pack? Yeah. <laughs> you can only Got get them in 12 packs, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can get a pallet of them. Yeah, you, you get a pallet of them along with your $5 motorcycle helmets. Yeah. <laughs> well, the piston and the pin are so cheap. Uh, how much is the Conrad? So there you go. Well, the problem is it's it's cheap in monetary sense, but it's very expensive in terms of time. And I'm sure the Conrad is probably like five dollars, but <laughs> having to split the cases is worth no. to me a lot more than five. How, how much is your time yeah. worth, James? Like, how um, much would you say you earn like per hour? Of how much is on a new? Depends on what I'm doing. <laughs> so, how much is a new engine? Around two hundred dollars. Well, here's the deal. Megan said she'll sell her XR200 for three hundred bucks to him. Swap I'm the like, engine. Swap the engine. Yeah. Take it. I, I'm considering this, but the problem is I've only put in about a hundred dollars into the bike and i'm wondering what i can actually sell it for if i do <laughs> <laughs> you were planning on selling it uh, i want to sell it because i might be moving so Dude, if you I get would, it running you can sell it for a lot more than 100 bucks man i would i would i'd I would say even even the worst you personally but that's just me even the worst right. bike you in the world the that still runs i say would probably sell for about 500 bucks even a katana even a katana oh it's like the bike's made <laughs> of nah, dude, if glass. you're selling a katana like you'd pay them <laughs> just to get rid of it <laughs> i could get a free katana one time <laughs> oh, Nobody gets a free katana. I, I used they to have a katana until i left my garage open and then i had three <laughs> <laughs> Aw, oh, Katana. <laughs> Zep, what did you do today? I changed my dead battery, which is really exciting. Oh, nice. It's pretty much the first thing I've ever done by myself on the yeah, motorcycle. congratulations. Nice. Yay. Uh, you also uh, also uh, applied a, a modification to your gas cap. <laughs> yeah. You could call it that. We don't want to talk about that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Does it involve a suction cap? Um, so I, I have a aftermarket gas cap after my BMW, you know, 
stock gas cap locking fancy just broke off putting the gas in it one day yeah um and last night i lost the cap somehow oh. in creek and <laughs> after driving to boulder creek at 8 30 in the morning and walking up and down the streets and trying to find it i'm I sorry has, has anyone here ever accidentally lost a gas cap Yes, I, I have, have Well, the thing is, her, on her bike, the gas tank's under the seat, so you don't look at it when you get back also, on the bike. Also, on, on mm. Amazon, I've bought so many gas caps for my car that it's, like, recommended <laughs> when I walk <laughs> <laughs> in. You get so you email. got the sweetest <laughs> new gas cap. So I have a rag stuffed in. Yeah, she's got a... <laughs> It's a rolling Molotov cocktail right now. It's kind of rad. Yes. Yeah. I'm just staying upright. <laughs> Jonathan, you did some shit today, yeah? Yeah. 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 I, I, I mostly just, you know, over, as is my way, overly meticulously clean my chain. Oh, sure. But, you know, I, uh, did it I, I also... Q-tips? Pardon me? Did it involve Q-tips? It didn't involve Q-tips, so I guess maybe not as meticulous as, uh, as I could be, but... Um, <laughs> That and I also replaced some little uh, some little bolts that you know um, they had some kind of janky you know non very well fitting bolts that were holding on the the pilot seat and I replaced that and nice. found a really nice little piece to replace this sort of brass bushing thing that was supposed to have been in there that uh, that Liza turned me on to and I also got a, a, a nice lecture and I that's not the least bit sarcastic from I got, who from Stan oh, okay good I got a terrific lecture about batteries and battery history and battery technology and you know how quantum physics works and everything else but you know oh really (laughs) and i'm I'm not being the least bit sarcastic i love i love talking to that guy he's a he's a a well wellspring of knowledge yeah so in less than three minutes uh mason what did you do today (laughs) um i polished my rear brake piston and put on new brake pads nice yeah Cool. Oh yeah, somebody found a pin for brake pads out in the parking lot. Was that yours, Mason? No, it was not. I don't know where it went anyway, so <laughs> it's too bad. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> too late now. Check your rear brake system before anybody Somebody's leaves tonight. Check your rear brake. Yeah. Check your rear brake privilege. Yes. So I wanted to take a moment to do my Craigslist rant slash praise. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been looking for a new uh, new bike for the last few weeks now. Quote unquote bike. Quote unquote bike. Um, and I wanted to first say, God, again, so frustrating. The amount of people that cannot respond to you, <laughs> like just the common decency of "sorry, it's sold," or you know, get off my lawn. Something. <laughs> Just no response because when there's a deal on there on there and they don't know how to remove the ad and they've had 30 people call them in an hour and they just kind of shut down and it's like and you're thinking like oh this is this is i want this so bad you guys know how when you find a deal on there you're just like jones is so bad for it just please call me back damn kids <sighs> yeah we, we had that this morning josh and i sending texts i guess last night he found Somebody listed two, was it? Uh, DR125. DR125. $500 for a pair. Ooh. Registration up to for date. For both of them? Wow. Well, the, it didn't say it anything. Said $500, but it matching said $500. pair. <laughs> um, one had a flat tire. Both hadn't started in a while, but registration was up to date and all that. So, oh, oh yeah, they were plated. <clears throat> yeah, plated. So he's wait, found wait, wait, wait. Plated DR125. So he, he found the ad last night, and he was already on it. I found it early this morning, and I forwarded it to him. About an hour later, I get a message from Doug that he found it and forwarded it to me. I think I yep. sent it to Doug. And it's like, okay, we're all over this. 
this, and the guy wasn't returning calls. And then he finally got back to Josh because he wanted 500 apiece, and of course he was getting slammed calls. Just please, if you're listing something on Craigslist, just have the the decency to just respond to people, even if it's a one word sold anything. Yeah, you're not and my real name. He responded to me, place. but it was like a really nondescript ad because the, in the in the price field it said 500, but nowhere in the ad did it say 500 each. Right. It said I have a pair of bikes. I, I'm I'm referring also to all the people in the last few weeks I have been trying to contact who just oh. don't respond. So that said, um, and you're not lowballing them, right? No. Here's the trick I found buying on Craigslist. I was finding stuff on there, and I would send a question like, "Is the registration up to date?" Or you know, um, you know, what condition are the tires in? Or you know, I'd ask a question, something that's, that wasn't really listed. You know, that's kind of frustrating too, though, having to do that and ask like basic shit that should be on there, uh, right? Like, well, these are things that yeah, the questions that should be on there. Yeah. Um, and. I wouldn't get responses, and I was getting very frustrated that these great deals were just, I was missing them. So then I mm-hmm. figured out, so the next one I find, and I started checking Craigslist four times a day so that I would so be the cut first down. one. <laughs> yeah. And I found a bike, and I just emailed him and said, I'll take it, can I send you a deposit? Yeah. No wow. questions. Just, I'll take it. <laughs> I sometimes don't respond if somebody lowballs me. That's the only time I don't. Respond. Sure, sure. So what I, my praise is, uh, this gentleman, his name is Dean. He responded not immediately because he left his phone at work, but he responded and said, "Great, you know, you can have it." I'm like, "Awesome, but I can't pick it up till tomorrow. Can I please send you a deposit?" He responded back, "No, no, not necessary. You can just come on by. I'll be around all day." <laughs> in which case I don't want to drive that hour and a half there could I please send you a deposit and he's like no it's alright you're good I'll just save it for you <laughs> so of course I had that like I know this is going to be gone when I get up there but he did just by you know on his word man of his word nice saved it for me so from Minnesota or something now <laughs> the not so <laughs> sort of proud and sort of not I'll explain it's a shameful pride uh, owner of a 1985 Walkman a Honda Elite bro. 150 oh uh, so that's uh, where that thing came from the Coleco vision of awesome. motorcycles <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I bought this uh, in preparation for the Timbut 200 coming up in two weeks however I already found like just a um, Bagel and I went for a ride yesterday, and when I came back, I near the my house, and a guy on a Ducati pulls up at the intersection next to me, and I, my instinct <laughs> is to turn and like, hi or nice bike, and I suddenly was, I was overcome with shame, <laughs> and I knew I couldn't even talk to him or look him in wrong. the eye. Why is it like, you're doing it wrong? Well, I wrote it. It today, was a Ducati, so and I saw understand. I saw a bunch of people in Harleys, and I waved to them, and they looked at me like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I know. You should do it just to troll them, man. Yeah. And then I passed another That's scooter, right. and they waved at me, and I'm like, "Why are you waving?" Oh, because I'm on a scooter. Damn it! Like, wait, so scooter people it. actually wave That's at other scooter people? Yes, but they never wave at me. They have their That's why you should okay. wave at everybody. <laughs> and I just had this shame. And then this morning, I went for a ride, and it was it wasn't actually raining, but it was very misty and wet. And I was just saying, I just wish I had a scooter skirt right now. I think I'd pay money to see you in a skirt. I come up to an intersection, you know, the light turns yellow right as I'm coming up, and I go, well, it's raining. 
I'm, I'm just going to go through. I don't want to break. But because it's raining and I don't know the tires, I'm going to go very slowly. So I'm now very slowly going through this red light as I realize there's a CHP officer on a Whoops. motorcycle oh, sitting no. there waiting for me. And I'm just like, hi, sorry. <laughs> as I scoot on through. It's just another level of shame. If, if you, uh, wait, <laughs> wait, he didn't pull you over? No. Oh, you lucked out there. He'd probably be like, huh, what's this thing no, talking about? I got out at? into the intersection before it turned red, but I was just taking my slow. Turn. You know, yeah. I gotta. Say, I, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I'm, I'm with Lucas on this one. You like it? It's a great opportunity to like roll into a big pack of Harleys just with your head as high yeah. as you can get it, just to be like, just to fuck with the universe. Yeah, just so, be like a fucking, a fucking burnout. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just, dude, just look okay, right in the eye and be like, "What's up?" Just yeah, be a, Jonathan. Just, yeah. Story time. No, that that will never do. So, right now. there was a um, older vampire who rode a scooter constantly, a little Vespa 200, um, and we would challenge him anytime that we'd have to go to these big Harley rides, uh, like Ghost Mountain Riders and the rest. You know, these big, huge Harley pack rides. We would challenge. We'd start at the rear of the pack and said, "Okay, Brett, your job is to get to the front," <laughs> and he would. Not and, surprised. Yeah. So it's a fun pastime. It really is. Well, I just want to say that it, it actually is fairly easy to navigate your way to the pack of the in front of a pack of Harleys, and if you're on a Vespa. Yeah. When you're narrower and you actually have like you know some sort of power coming out of your engine. <laughs> I just want to say like I feel like this is a deserved penance. Yeah, it is. For all the shit I've given scooter riders, and I feel yep. like okay, <laughs> I'm treating it like I'm an undercover journalist experiencing life on the other side. So I, we'll see. Um, but That's I definitely, funny, yeah, I've just felt a shame, but a joy because it's fun. <laughs> it's yeah. like it look, and then I see another bike, and I just feel like, oh, if, if like you, the walk of shame, you know. <laughs> if you this were is your new bike coming up at you right here, no. oh no, Our bike so, is not the right word. You know what we'll do, Liza? Oh we're gonna, God. God. So we're gonna take the Honda motor out. We're gonna schnoz on that thing, dude. I want. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna open those helixes someday. We'll take the Honda motor out. We'll put a zero powertrain in there. We'll let you go like zero to sixty in like two point one seconds. There you go, dude. dude that's, in, that's a wheelie <laughs> machine right there, yeah. man. Well, here's the thing with Liza and her scooter. Like, if she were a dog, she'd be letting people like rub her belly because that's just totally submissive and like yeah, I don't know I where this rub. is going <laughs> yeah this is getting into uncomfortable you know, territory dog people? dog people love getting they're like they're not dog people dogs love getting rubbed in the dog <laughs> <laughs> well, I that, that's my and other podcast a, knocking dogs it's yeah. amazing we can edit that in post it's amazing yeah. you're a single I know, right? <laughs> no. Rub my belly, please. No, Liza, <laughs> to me, like oh. the scooter is the ultimate like culture jamming vehicle. You know? <laughs> like you can go find culture a bunch shaming. of Harley dudes and just like stick yourself in there. And be like, hi guys, how's it going? <laughs> and you can just be, you know, as totally ironic, you know, hipster fabulous as you want. <laughs> and it's it's still fucking funny, you know, and they're fun to ride too. So. Well, I, I was telling Bagel yesterday. I said, here's the problem. I mean. It's interesting this whole hierarchy just within the scooter world. Like you know, motorcycle. A lot of motorcyclists won't wave at scooters, and we don't discern the difference between like a Bergman or a Vespa 250, which are quite capable scooters, and the little you know people flip flop wearing Riva riders. And I kept telling him like you <laughs> need to, you need to get your people straight. And he's like, those aren't my people. So even within the scooter community, they're segre segregating themselves. Do they but even I have said, a community? I said what we really need to, yes. to it, that bagel. If you want to and convince everyone that these scooters are badass is you need to get a racing lambretta and the one piece leather suit and go out there and just bomb <laughs> just bomb that is a badass looking racing scooter 
He's just stuffed Highway 9 riders coming out of course. <laughs> yeah, right? That's not that hard, though. Like, just because you can pass people on 9 is like being the fastest guy in the special. And, that, and, and, <laughs> and that's a problem, Bagel. You ride the piss out of your scooter and you pass everyone, but you wear a skirt, so it kind of cancels it out. <laughs> you know? It, it just it makes it more hilarious. What's wrong with wearing skirts? Is it a leather skirt with knee pads on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> you need to put, like, some pucks on your scooter skirt, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, be like, that scooter skirt. <laughs> hey, I had this, uh, I had this funny moment. Um, I had a, a Vino 125 scooter for a while. I had this funny moment, kind of like this, when I was in Chicago. Um, I was kind of taking this long ride down State Street, which is like, you know. Uh, a stoplight every 30 feet, you know. Chicago. And I did the whole thing right next to this dude with like the big Vulcan 1600 with the straight pipes. Vulcans are 1500. Or whatever, whatever it was. But like, you know, uh, so this guy's sitting there with like the, you know, like leather bandana on because we don't have a helmet law. He know, was wearing like, his pirate gear? Yeah. No, no, no. He was, he was a pirate. No, no, no. He was a pirate that walked out of a bondage club. <laughs> and it's like every time the light would change, he was like, la, 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 la. You know, he'd go up to the next light and here I'd come like, right next to him, all the way down the street, like, la, 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 la. Hey, that's how I feel all the time everywhere I go. So the uh, let's get right into our big event this weekend, though, that, that we all did. So, um... Yesterday, we did a recycle day up at Zero Motorcycles. We've been talking about this for a while. And thank you, Kenyon and Terry, for both helping to kind of yeah, thanks, man. That get was this awesome. set up. Oh, so fun. So we had a big crowd, about 30 people up there. And we were there with Jeff and Brian, who had some demo bikes and gave us a tour of the facility. Though, Kenyon, we really tried to get to your cubicle and leave you a lot of little notes with post-its, but they wouldn't let us. Mostly yeah, just leave you messaged me. Yeah, mostly <laughs> pictures of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> we had a whole Santa Cruz whole way. bag of dildos oh, went darn. to waste. <laughs> you guys are just walking HR violations. Yeah. So let's I just... don't work here. <laughs> So, Kenyon, we had you in here before talking about racing with Zeros, and we know that you uh, work for Zero. Now you can tell us a little more exactly what you do. You're an engineer. So I'm the director of electrical engineering at Zero Motorcycles. Okay, that sounds complicated. You sound like a head motherfucker in charge in there somewhere. Of electricity. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty cool. So I I was the first electrical engineer that Zero hired, Yeah, and I built the electrical engineering team from there. So. Kind of everybody that that works on electronics there was brought in by me. Right on. So you assembled the crew. That was that was like your. This is my team, my crew. Like yep. Right on. And you've been there how long? Um, almost seven years. Wow. Hmm. So that was before they were good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you say, like, he's the reason they are good. They, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You've seen a lot of changes, yeah, through that throughout that whole process in the seven years, or oh yeah, I mean we're. We are hand-assembling a couple motorcycles the day that I started, so we've come a long way since then. Now, um, let's just get to... uh, uh, Terry, can you tell us again what model bikes we were riding? Yeah, we were riding a uh, 2015 SR and the 2015 FX. We had two of each. Yes, and there was a DS there that I was drooling over, but we didn't get to ride. Yeah, apparently there were two other guys from media that were scheduled, and they took those bikes and took off and... So that sort of shortened the amount of bikes we had to have everybody ride, but we did all right. We, we had some ex- excitement, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, Ken, you, you haven't heard this one yet. So, um, 
so we're oh yeah so we're riding one is a sport bike and one would be is a what it's we not, call it like the hooligan bike it was sort of designed <laughs> for the the military but it turns out to be a great bike for just around town it's got it's the only model that has batteries that go in and out you can take them out so if you go to like a hollister you could bring extra batteries with you ride it for an hour or so pop batteries out pop them back in and and keep going basically Mm. it looks like a dirt bike but it's street legal yep yep. as opposed to the dual sport which i believe is on the same uh body as same chassis as the s and sr but with the higher front fender and the different tires and i guess slightly different suspension right taller forks and stuff so that was just a, a tweak the ds this one is more of a dirt bike with street legal um so this is an opportunity for us to go around the room and people to give their opinions of the bikes that they rode uh i'll start by saying i actually rode both of them i rode the um and tell me again. So we're talking about the SR and the... FX. So the, the red one that was uh, sort of a sport bike, uh, street tires, that's the SR. And then the, right. the black bike with the, the you know the cool looking front headlights, that's the FX. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, I started out on the FX. Really liked it. Very nimble. Um, the one thing, and I, and I know that Zero is making a point that people know this, and I think everyone here will agree, it's, it's about the power. I mean, woo, just... It's power, exhilarating. Power delivery? Power delivery. It's a fun, fun bike. I mean, they all were. It's about getting one that feels right for you. I really like that taller bike, a little bit softer suspension, I felt like. I liked the seat. It's like a butt hugger, you know? <laughs> butt it, hugger. It does. It's like Did it set you in an uncomfortable place? No, it's a very comfortable place. <laughs> and um, I, the other thing I was surprised with is that on the bigger gas bikes, because we went off and did the twisties in the hill and I find that I have to you have to do input to the handlebars to really go into the curves and I found that I was barely doing input at the handlebars and it was just responding to hip control Mm. and going really easy into the corners so it was a very light touch uh, on the hands that I was able to really comfortably like I could I just wanted to go faster and faster and faster because the other thing that's so nice with that I guess you don't really call it a transmission I mean it's so smooth going in and then out of a turn and not having to shift or deal with a regular transmission. There's no lag either. No lag whatsoever. It's like ride-by-wire what it wishes it could be, you know what I mean? To me, it felt like what a race bike would feel like, just everything you want, when you want it, go, which just made the whole riding uh, experience a lot smoother. So I started on that, really liked it, and then I switched with Stan and I got on to the SR. I didn't like that as much, um, which is funny because Stan preferred the SR and didn't like the FX. The SR was a bit stiffer suspension and a little bit narrower handlebars, so I had to do a little more upper body input into it. Um, really nice bike. I could commute on something like that. It's totally comfortable. But um, I really like the other one. Was just it, it lit it lit my fire under me a little bit more you know i wanted to do bad things <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the fx is a hooligan bike you, you take that thing completely so let's go to bagel yes what did you ride what'd you think i rode the sr which is the uh the sport bike sort of version and uh, i was very impressed uh it rode very well i went through all three modes the uh, eco custom and sport um, <clears throat> the sport is a very big kick in the pants. Um, it performs admirably. I uh, had a lot of fun with it. Uh, the acceleration is phenomenal. Uh, the handling was great. Uh, very comfortable ride. Lots of uh, road feel. You get lots of input back from the bike. Um, 
I was I was very impressed, and and uh, half the time I spent uh, going through my head how I can fit the drivetrain into one of my scooters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, and Nock, what'd you think? Uh, I rode the the dual sport one. What was it? The the FX FX. FX. Uh, <laughs> 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 What's with the nervous laugh? Uh, well. Uh, I was I was I was it was I went on an unled ride. I just right. I just took it off. I, 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 who wants to ride it next? Me and I just I took off. Wait, so you, you didn't ride with me? No. Oh, that, no. oh that's right. Jeff found it. other batteries and they got another. Yeah. Bike. Okay. So I got this yeah. bike that was like you know eighty five percent charge or whatever. It was near full, and I managed to go on Bean Creek Road, which is like a highly technical, narrow, uh, couple of elevation change type super technical kind of a road and uh it was great because i didn't have to think about shifting gears and all i thought about was just modulating throttle inputs and it was just tons of road feel that's what i liked about electric bikes in general is just tons of road feel it's just you maybe the drivetrain noise figuratively and literally and then the rubber in the road were you riding in sport mode or i was in sport road i did eco for a little bit until i got to the road pulled over and switched it to sport mode so just to clarify the eco mode gives you you guys would explain it gives you it's a little not as much juice uh yeah the the torque uh is slightly limited and the um the top speed is slightly limited, I believe, and uh, and then the regen braking is much higher. Yeah. So you yeah. get a lot more coast down braking as well as when you hit the brake pedal. You get a lot more um, electronic braking before the, the which actual feels like engine braking. Yeah. 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 Well, um, there was this mode called custom. I didn't know what that was. I I'd imagine somebody had programmed that into asshole mode. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't try it out. Um, but yeah, I got an unled test ride, and I was able to ride and putz around on that thing uh, so the way I wanted to. Here's a question to. for you: How does it compare to your XR? Um, it's you know what? Because after <laughs> after I got off that bike, I got on the XR. It's just like I said, quiet. It's just a lot less noise. A uh, lot less noise in terms of uh, of things that distract you, uh, vibrations, and and. and don't forget, there's no rotating mass either. There's no, yeah. Right. I mean, it's still visceral. It's just a different kind of visceral. What about uh, power and handling? Handling was great. Power was good. Uh, it's not as as fuck you as my XR <laughs> because I, I got a, that thing geared a little on the low side. But um, but it was it was a fun bike. Uh, you could definitely goon on it. I didn't attempt to do a wheelie too much. Um, uh, but, much. But but it was good. It was. I would. It would be the one I would get for around town. I would be. Inter- it would be interesting to have seventeens on there because they had the enduro tires, which are like twenty ones or something like that, or probably smaller than that, right? Twenty one nineteens or whatever it is. I think I they're twenty one nineteens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it'd be nice to see a, a motard version of that bike. Uh, the mass was centralized really well. I was very surprised at that because the batteries were right at your knees. There's no fuel tank either, so yeah. it's like it's got a really low center. And battery. like I was able to maneuver myself up and around the bike <clears throat> the way I want to, and it was cool. Um, yeah, like I said, tons of road feel, uh, minimal noise in, in every respect, uh, physical sound noise and like uh, weird vibrations or just engine noise or engine uh, vibrations. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. All right, Jonathan, how about you? Do you need some help, Lucas? No. <laughs> I don't need any help. I'm an adult. Squish. <laughs> oh. That was a beer toss that went around. Alcohol abuse. Oh, good. Lucas, when you you're tossing beers, beer. aim at the forehead. That's how you know they'll catch it. Yeah. 
<laughs> They'll catch it with their fucking face. <laughs> it's still, they caught it. <laughs> it, it. It's kind of a win-win. Either they catch it or they don't. <laughs> and that's, that's why I'm by me. As long as somebody gets hurt, Liza's okay with that. Uh, they can't complain. You threw it right to them. <laughs> <laughs> nice going, Butterfingers. So, Jonathan. I was uh, I was beyond impressed with which, the, with. Which one did you ride? I rode the um, I rode the SR, okay. which is a sport bike style version and um i think the biggest thing that i took away from my experience was that i i showed up kind of expecting them to be sort of like the prius of motorcycles you know i I like i like sporty bikes and i was like yeah this thing will go i'm sure it'll work but you know it's it's not this ain't no chinese scooter yeah it's not going to be a a bona fide motorcycle you know and i gotta say like i i ride a and i currently ride an 01 sv650 and at the end of the day, when I got back on my bike, I was like, how is this thing so heavy and slow after yeah. riding the SR? <laughs> like, it yeah. was just, you know, it just, like, so light, like, you know, just terrific handling, like... How light is it actually, though? Unbelievable acceleration. It actually, it actually is... Only six pounds lighter than my bike, but really, to your point, or from earlier, the lack of gas tank makes it yeah, seem a lot lighter. Because from but, all of what I've heard about electric bikes, is that uh, the batteries take up so much weight. You know, a lot of the uh, you know electric bikes that are supposed to compete with leader bikes or leader plus bikes, you know, weigh like five hundred plus pounds. No, you know, these are three something, aren't they, Kenyon? The yeah. SR. I don't know the exact weight. It's right around 441, pounds. I think. Right. Oh, okay. But I just think it's... 441 with five batteries. Because yeah. yeah, closer to 400, it's, yeah, 441 uh, with, with five batteries. four batteries, it's four, 414. Because, like, yeah, yeah. Right. I think the general consensus like is that, like, they sort of weigh more, but because of the design, they have such a low center of gravity and no rotating mass, it's just, like, infinitely more flickable than yeah. anything well, else. And combined with, like, the really crisp throttle okay. response, anyway, you know, it, uh, just, it just feels like it glides. Um... Anyway, yeah, I you know, uh, terrific <laughs> handling, like you know, um, way more acceleration than I'm ever going to use. Probably, I just uh, I, I was beyond impressed. If I had the money, I'd you know, I, I I don't don't quite have the cheddar for one, but like I'm already scheming about you know how I can make that happen. So I I, I had a fantastic time. I just you know I don't I don't think I stopped smiling for like 30 minutes after I uh, yeah, after I stepped time. off the it's bike. Certainly a good so time. fun. Oh my God! Keep, keep in mind, in two years, a little over two years of riding, I paid for my entire zero with what I saved in gas and oil changes. So well, you, you got like some giant far. fairing thing on your bike. Though. Well, from what I originally <laughs> paid for the bike, though, but, you know. But I do a lot of riding. Yeah. But uh, so if you say you don't, I, you don't have the money now, but you got to think like, is that ever a reason that you would never buy a house because yeah. you don't have the money to buy a house? Yeah, it's, I think you, you sold know. it as like you pay for your fuel cost. Yeah, that's what I was about to jump in. Yeah, you, you pay for you, your you fuel pay for your gas up front. Yeah. That's right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it, man. Like, if I could, if I could figure out a way to swing the payment, maybe. Because I, I was. Do you guys have a financing department? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There All you right. go. All right, yeah. Zach. Let's sign this man up. What did you ride? Uh, I rode, I rode the SR. I'd ridden it also before um, Terry's SR. Yeah, mm-hmm. I rode the same bike that Zach did too. Yeah, I, I would have liked to ride the FX, but by the time that it got it. It got around to me. They're, they're out of batteries. <laughs> All right. Let's just take this opportunity, Terry, to tell that story real quick. Sure. Um, we were going out in small groups, and Terry was leading us on his, what do you call that, a whale? Or you a- call <laughs> that called a Vetter Zero. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a big vetterized, uh, en- encased in fairings. Anyway, it's a pretty badass-looking bike. It looks so, like one of those land speed record thingies. That's kind of what it looks so like. So we went out with the four bikes, the two SRs, two FXs, and 
I switched halfway with Stan, so I gave him my FX. And he started slowing down at some point, and, and we realized, as he's holding up his fingers, three, two, one, <laughs> zero, battery died. And he pulls over the side of the road, and Terry comes up, and he's like, all right, just, we'll turn it off, turn it back on. <laughs> it went back up to like that's like a computer. what does it fucking run on Windows ninety eight or something? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it like went back up to like three or four, and Terry's like, "You're good." <laughs> in which case, we take off, and I this time I decide to ride behind Stan. Yeah, I wish I could do that. So with we, a can we get over here. like the next hill. <laughs> we get over like, open it again. <laughs> we get up the next hill, and he starts doing the three, two, one with his fingers, and it dies again. So and we're like, ah, oh, crap! What are we gonna do? And first Terry's like, oh well, we'll just leave it here and double up back. And then Terry he, he does that little ding where like a light bulb went off over his head. Side of the road repair with no tools necessary. He pulls the other FX, goes, how much battery you got? Uh, 16% left. Goes, great, we'll take one of your batteries out, put in that bike, you'll each have eight, good to go. Which is about a 45 second swap. I mean, it took no time at all, no tools, which was really cool. Yeah, that was awesome. That's faster than filling Swap the batteries, take off, and for some reason, the, the bike that Stan was on, it was depleting a lot faster than the other one. So we were just limping slowly to conserve battery. And Terry just came, oh, you're good. We'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, we made it to the, the turnoff for the street, and then he coasted down to zero. <laughs> like, we just made it back. We did pretty good on those bikes, though. Those those We were running those bikes hard for about two hours. About yeah. We oh, had yeah. about five or six cycles at about 15 or 16 miles each so we got about 70 miles out of an fx and it, you guys that rode with me know that we weren't going slow no, and, no, and we yeah. should explain that the, the fx has how many batteries uh, it's got two. two modules and how many does the sr have Four. Four. Right. Yeah. So the srs were going to last a lot longer so the fx is because they're a lot lighter and they don't have the, the range but it was still I had just as much fun dealing with this side of the road you know conundrum and Terry like oh here's what we do I thought that was awesome so that was really cool so as long as you go riding in pairs you should be good <laughs> <laughs> so uh, more for you Zach or yeah I, I was really I was really impressed um, with the power delivery and how consistent it was and I was really impressed with the way that they set up the throttle because I, I found that the throttle response was exactly what I expected it to be, even before I had like played around with it. I was yeah. like, I think that this much throttle should get me this fast, mm-hmm. and I would hit it, and it would get me exactly that fast. That's cool. Um, so it was like it was very. I feel like I could put anyone, put them on that bike, and they would know how to ride it. Well, let's go to anyone. So Zephyr. <laughs> well, that would be me. <laughs> uh, I loved it. What did you ride? I rode the FX. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I, I loved the super smooth acceleration just no clutch and found myself trying to find the clutch yeah I found myself getting <laughs> sliding my left toe especially forward especially when you slow down to and stop like, and you get that oh, yeah. fluttery feeling yeah <laughs> I was reaching I was reaching for that clutch something is, something yeah. is missing <laughs> um I, I loved how it handled around turns, particularly. We had a minivan in front of us for quite a ways, which was pretty frustrating. Couldn't really get the speed that I wanted to try. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I loved how light it felt, especially just kind of you know, flicking it around the turns. The, I'd say the one drawback that I noticed just on that short ride was the suspension seemed a little stiff. 
um, especially compared to my GS, which is just like. See, that's funny, like and I felt the, the FX was softer <laughs> for me, right. but mm. yeah. probably because I what we're accustomed to. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but I, I loved it. If I could afford it, I would. I would totally put it right up there, and and the running for my. Did you Did you hear they had two. a finance department? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that I have absolutely no credit whatsoever? Oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. You know, one one thing I'll I want, talk to you later. <laughs> one thing I'd, I'd just like to add real quickly, if, if I could, is that. Um, you know, anybody that doubts that these aren't real motorcycles, like they're real motorcycles. That's the thing I really took away from it. Yeah, you can I mean, really yeah. fuck yeah. yourself you up can on really do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the like, measure? Yeah. So, anyway, that's all. And, and nobody has mentioned yet, but I don't know who designs it, but the styles are, they're really cool looking bikes. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Right. Nobody's talking about the style, but they are good-looking cool. bikes. They're yeah. cool. Matt, our so, ID guy, will, will love to hear that. I yeah. did I did have... Right. I've just been thinking about that and kind of wondering, though, how much, like, the style of motorcycle that we expect is, is due to its, you know, function as a, as a gas-guzzling machine. And yeah. if we kind of could get away from that, what what would the electric bike look well, like the, if we weren't married to it? The first like ones looked a lot blockier and clunkier. Mm-hmm. They've gotten more just... You just streamed. You can't even tell really that it's an electric right away. Um, lots more curves and shape to it now. Well, it's, it seems like I've noticed as if you've actually embraced the fact that you have to deal with these square ass batteries, and and like you're kind of designing around it, and it, and it works great. I think you know. Yeah. So. I mean, Liza's got a poster of the Motosis right up there, and you know, if you didn't know that was electric, it would look like any other sport bike. Yeah. yeah. So Mason, what did you think? What would um, you ride? I thought. Uh, it felt very familiar. I rode the FX, so it felt familiar to my Supermoto um, as far as like the braking and the acceleration. Uh, but my favorite part was that you could be cruising along at like 50 and you could talk to whoever's right next to you. You could actually still hear what they were saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was really, really cool. That yeah, is well, cool. Your, your bike sounds like it's the God of Thunder. It's pretty loud. That was the biggest yes. difference yeah. that I, that I, I, I believe Knox said that uh, it, your bike was a troll bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how did it compare to your Supermoto? Um, it was good. The acceleration was similar, and like it was cool because it, it felt uh, pretty close, but I just didn't have to shift. Yeah, and that was mm-hmm. that was pretty sweet. I didn't have to think about like downshifting right as I hit a hill or when to shift like coming out of a corner. Um, and you could turn pretty hard on it too, which was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, uh, Josh, how about you? Yeah, so I thought it was really cool. Like the the throttle is super smooth and it's it's quick. But uh, the the only thing that I was thinking about it the whole time is. When people get into motorcycling, like, you know, they want to go as as hard as possible, you know, and the price of batteries is a is a shame because it puts it into a price bracket where people would want, like, you know, the fastest bike you can even yeah. possibly get for that. You can get like a freaking, you know, super crazy Ducati for that kind of price, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's like kind of out of the price range of a lot of just consumer you know, uh, motorcycle riders who would want to have a bike that's kind of utilitarian in that same way. Okay, but, yeah, but people you know, like you, to save the save the earth. 
yeah. and switch to electric. Yeah, but it's yeah. not just that. I mean, like, like to but... these guys' point, like you know, you you make up a lot of that money if you ride the bike a lot. You make up a lot of that money. I spend yeah. like a lot maybe of yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't say motorcyclists are necessarily so. the most forward-thinking people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many there. how many times have people show up saying, "Oh, I'm gonna get a bike to save on money and economy," and we all laugh our asses. I'm gonna tell you guys something that might be might be counterintuitive, but you know, I've ridden probably you know quarter million miles on gas bikes and now I've got almost 100,000 electric and when I would get back on a gas bike I don't feel as safe anymore because I can't I can't hear what I can't see now if I'm looking at my mirrors I can see if a car is going to my blind spot but on the zero I know what's around me at all times yeah, we, get, we were having conversations yeah. while we were here's, here's when I get on a gas bike I actually have to look in my blind spot or look in my mirror to know if a car's coming up on me yeah. and I feel a lot less safe so yeah. so since somebody said the D word Ducati then I just want to throw out Okay, if anyone here has owned a Ducati, you know what maintenance is like on that. <laughs> yeah. So I, my boyfriend owns two Ducatis, true, yeah. and he has probably spent almost as much on the maintenance. So dollar for dollar, I can't. You can't even compare because the zero maintenance has got to be so minimal. It's, it's like, like a what? It's, like a it's brushless pads electric motor. And it's got like eight parts. I think total. every twenty thousand yeah. miles, I mean, we recommend replacing the belt. Yeah. That's yeah. Fluid. That's about so it. you're gonna fluid, you're gonna put yeah. mechanics out of business, man. I mean, like yeah. that's everything you you need to do, and you can do all that yourself, you know, in just an hour or two. Not if people you know. stack them. <laughs> I'm talking about maintenance, not like anyways. Though, so. yeah, I, I mean, I'm talking about maintenance, not if you like, you know, break half your subframe off. That's a little bit of a you different know, category. Uh, Josh, to, to your point though, too, <laughs> is that uh, you know our our latest campaign is is just better, and yeah. the reality is 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 I think it is for some other reasons too. Is uh, you know I've been racing them. The last episode I was on, we talked a lot about racing, mm-hmm. and uh, it is just better. I don't have to shift. I don't have to think about my braking points. I, yep. I just all I got to do is get off the brakes, lay it into the corner, and get get back on the gas. The racing became such a more serene experience to me. I could go so much harder than I could on a gas bike because I got yeah. less. Which to think model about. do you race? The SR. Okay. So, so it's like idiot proof, you know. It's the fact that it's simpler, kind of frees up a lot of headspace for you to be able to, you know, focus on, you know, your line, your, uh, you know, acceleration point, breaking point, everything like that. Oh yeah, um, strategy with and, other riders. And all that yeah. feel that that you were talking about too, is you get you get so much more track feel. I can take it yeah. right up to where I'm just sliding and spinning, and I, I feel comfortable knowing that it's going to hook. It's back pretty up. predictable. I have this hypothesis that if at one point where the electric race bikes will. Come will be on par with electric uh, with uh, in, internal combustion engine bikes. Oh, wait, they'll kick their par? ass eventually. Eventually, dude. like you, I mean, like everything. They yeah. already are, dude. The yeah. fucking okay, just shut up a second. So, <laughs> so routine, routinely beating them. Yes, yeah. routine, I, let's just say they're they're on par in terms of racing at the same track. I think electric bikes will be faster because you are not concentrating on downshifting. You're concentrating on your apex and your line and braking. Essentially, you have one. A component that's missing, which is the the vibration and all that extra noise. I mean, you think about the suspension guys will be able to tune the suspension way better mm-hmm. yeah. because you don't have you know drivetrain uh, noise and all that business. So I, I've always less said of it I like riding like twins and singles because you can feel the motorcycle underneath sure. you and you can really know what's going on with the motorcycle. But it's well, just, now I realize that's just white noise. Yeah, yeah. It's I can't hear the it. road, and so on the zero. You, you can actually, you hear the road through the tires, which is interesting, but also you can just feel everything. Mm-hmm. And 
with that noise gone, you're more aware, I think, of everything around you. Um, it's a completely different relationship with the road. Yeah. yeah. And, and speaking of racing light. So you know, if you're going so fast a, enough, a green blur is still a green blur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the, one of the other great things about electric motor is that, um, you know, if you're racing, stuff like flat spots can really be a big uh, hindrance to you, mm. you know, but... The electric motor doesn't have flat spots, and it has, you know, its torque curve is like a straight line. So it doesn't matter how fast you're going, you're always going to have that torque right there when you want it. I think know? I think one of the coolest things is you realize when you're on an electric motorcycle is intersections are actually really quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, even on a motorcycle, <laughs> I, like, sometimes I'll just shut my bike off because uh, it, it overheats and got a long light, and it's like, it's really fucking quiet out here. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah. Well, you don't have to think about all those things like sure. yeah. overheating. Right, and exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. in my bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then James, you read the you wrote the FX. Yeah, I, I read the FX, and I really liked it. Um, the way that I see it is it being kind of like the perfect city bike in the sense that you want something that will go fast and maneuver through traffic well, um, but still is you know light and maneuverable. Yeah, and you and, can run over pedestrians with it and take sidewalks. Yeah, and you can, you can go on, on the sidewalk if you want, you know, that kind of thing. And I, and I really like the FX uh, primarily because, well, I mean, this is the case with any any Zero, um, the linear power delivery. Um, if you're in traffic and you want to take off from a light and then go around a few cars and then maybe you'll need to come to a stop, uh, it's really nice on an electric motorcycle because you don't have to think about shifting and you don't have to, you know, prepare for all of these and it's always right there it's always right there right yeah um depending on like your engine configuration you could have power up high down low you know and so it could end up being disadvantageous but like on the electric bike you just turn the throttle and it goes i, I believe and also yeah. and also with the with the fx's uh removable batteries you know if if you're i i can see it being really useful for short commutes uh, in a city because you can go back home and you know swap out batteries let your your other batteries charge you know overnight and you'll you'll always be able to have power um well okay so that brings up since we did everyone's test rides i kind of wanted to talk about now we can get all, get all the stupid questions out for Kenyon and Terry. Oh, so that's, that's my cue, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so the first obvious thing is people say oh well i'll just buy an extra battery how much do it does an extra battery cost uh I'm not the marketing guy. Um, <laughs> it's twenty five hundred, I believe, for the for a module. For a module, yeah. Right. That sounds about so, right. So, but you know, it's a lot less expensive as a five hundred dollar Delta Q charger, and you keep it at your work, and then when you park your bike in the city, you pop the battery out, and you just take it on the elevator up to your desk and plug it in all day. Oh, that was gonna be my question. So, can you charge off a one twenty? Yep. That's yes. how they charge. It takes longer though in a one twenty. So they nice. they come no. Out the nope. door, they come ready that to charge off of, out of a regular outlet. So what is the expense to add the charger like you have, Terry, that you can use a Well, so right now the the off-board chargers are called Delta Q chargers. They're the mm-hmm. little yellow box, and you probably saw them on the production line when you got your tour. Um, but you can buy one of those, and you can either keep it at home or you can keep it at work on your desk. And with the FX, you can just pop the module out. There's a little adapter you'll plug into it. 
and you can charge it and then when you're ready to go home at the end of the day you don't have to worry about bringing an extension cord to the bike if oh, you can't park somewhere but you can do that too what's the charge time per, per cell or per battery um, so each module is 2.8 kilowatt hours okay. and the charger's charge at about one kilowatt the onboard uh, for the FF 650 so it would take about two and a half to three hours that's um, not bad man yeah. what kind of battery good. is this is this like a nickel metal hydride lithium polymer uh, uh, nickel manganese cobalt oxide wow fancy stuff so basically because i was saying well why don't you just throw saddlebags on so you can have optional extra batteries but that's going to be five thousand dollars extra just for two extra batteries and 80 more pounds so i'm guessing that's why you guys aren't doing that at zero because it's not cost effective yeah it's not and and actually to so to kind of come back i I got a question for all of you that are here um you know, so one of the one of the models is having these modules around uh, on like a lease program. What, what would you think if you drove to work and you didn't? It wasn't your battery. You were always relied on having a battery, but it wouldn't be yours because you're just leasing. You just grab a new battery, throw it in the bike. Would that kind of like the propane yes. tank system? Wow. Yeah, exactly. Great, yeah. actually. Yeah, that actually sounds really cool. Yeah, you can fill up faster than someone putting gas in a gas tank yeah. yeah yeah it'd be the 30 seconds to pull it out yeah. slam exactly. a new one in. And, it, and it's always there too you know you don't have to worry about it well, y- yes or no i mean how much does a battery weigh uh they're about 45 pounds roughly so it's not bad zephyr would that be easy for you to pull out a 45 pound battery and pop a new one in <laughs> yeah. You me yeah zephyr looks built <laughs> dude. She, can do it. <laughs> she works in a bar she's good yeah yeah um yeah, no, that is a cool concept that I hadn't even considered. I, the the one thing I hear everyone talk about is it's too expensive and it's not enough range. Mm-hmm. That's what you've always been up against. But both of those things keep getting, you know, the gap gets narrower and narrower and narrower, narrower yeah. every year. Um, I feel like people aren't forward thinking enough to realize that that will get smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah. as well it's as people talk about technology. Yeah, yeah. People talk about range and, oh, my God, I don't have the range. I don't have the range. How unless you're doing cross country because you're a retired old fart, how much range do you really need on a <laughs> yeah, daily basis? Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can tell you when we were there <laughs> for our ride bad. yesterday, one of the gentlemen there, he's seriously contemplating buying one, and he was talking with Brian about this, and he's like, "Well, what's the the range? You know, like at highway speeds?" And I think Brian said, "Oh, about like seventy miles." He goes, "Well, it won't work for me. I got to go ninety miles round trip to work." Mm. Of which I'm like, uh, "Dude, why can't you charge it at work?" Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Um, that's one of the wisdoms I've heard about electric vehicles. And please, Terry and Kenny, debunk this one if you want. Is that you shouldn't purchase an electric vehicle unless you can um, get the range is your commute back. That's just one hmm. of uh, a Tesla owner at work was saying that. Oh yeah, the range. You know, they need this just in range. case something happens and you right. can't charge it. That's yeah, happened before where a charge station will go out. But the I'm surprised he said 70 because 70 is the range highway of the four brick. But you can get a power tank for any of the S bikes, and so you can actually up that to about 95 or 100 miles. Okay. So that he could have sufficed that, but so, uh, I, w- I would say that 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 rule of thumb maybe is is probably more accurate to a Tesla whereas we can plug into any wall so even if even if your level 2 charge station at work is out you can just go find an outlet I mean I've gone and and gone to a cafe and said hey I want to eat lunch here Uh, can I plug into your wall out there I'll give you an extra you know two to three dollar tip and they said oh yeah go ahead plug in yeah cool 
So another thing um, that seems obvious to me that I'm sure you guys, this is what I, I was having conversations with Bagel yesterday. Like, well, it doesn't make sense to me why they don't do this, but I'm going to go under the assumption that there's people smarter than me making these decisions. So now I get to find out why. <laughs> so, Terry, you said with your vetterized bike that you've about doubled the range? Yeah, so yesterday I had only I had 15 kilowatt hours in the bike, which is about what one of the SRs that had the power tank in it yesterday had. And so we went about 120 miles total between all the different riders that rode. And, you know, we were, we were getting on it. And I think the SRs were down to about 10% by the end of the day, something like that. Who went, I don't know who went on the last rides. But, me. Um, but I had the same amount of energy, and I was less than half. And we weren't even really at highway speeds the whole time. So the aerodynamics do help. But the this thing is, like you said, Liza, people like how the bikes look now. They don't want a bike that looks aerodynamic necessarily. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I mean, I know your and bike, and I don't I want to insult you. Like, if we got away from this idea of how we think a motorcycle should look, you know, yeah. you could get a lot more from the electric bike, probably. Oh, I, don't, I don't think Adrian likes how it looks. My no, bike. honestly, I'm sorry. I, I realize you're, you're doing absolutely <laughs> wonderful things and doing incredible ranges, and in fact, you can do cross countries with them, but... I like how my bike looks. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go out and say okay. that your bike is weird looking. It looks a little awkward to get it's on and off, it, but it's serving a function. Yeah. Also, some of your cardboard was falling off on the trip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, I don't know. You you guys are behind me. You saw me scraping in the corners, right? I want to make sure. Well, when you stop, the front will kind of scrape too. I think. It, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, we should describe, even though it's a fully encased <coughs> scooter. It even has. A it's door. made with pizza boxes and styrofoam with Vetter stickers <laughs> holding it together. Pretty much, yeah. Which, which Kenyon, I had, I had the concept that, you know, if you just use the box that the pieces come in, the foam and the cardboard, ah. you can have a Vetter fairing That's true. with the bike. Yeah. And wow. I don't think you'd have to go through all of the <laughs> approval stuff if it's disguised as a box and it comes with the origami yeah, no instructions. A bunch of like, perforated pieces you could pop out and then tape on. <laughs> so my question, though, is there really isn't any sort of extreme fairing on it to um, increase range. Is that something in the plans? Is that something that maybe... Craig Vetter can do his uh, magic once again in the world. Well, I'll let Kenny answer for zero, but I'll say uh, Craig took kind of took a poll and tried to figure out what people wanted, and um, it wasn't as much as he thought it was. He thought he'd have a lot of people because everybody always says, "I want more range, I want more range." He's like, "Well, if I could take a standard SR on the highway and turn it from 100 miles range to 150 by kind of having a mild full fairing, mm -hmm. Craig's fairings would enclose the front wheel." This is something that current super sport bike designers don't enclose the front wheel because racing doesn't allow it and people mm -hmm. want to look like people look on the racetrack so but um again people were afraid to look different they there's only a few older people that said yeah I'll, I'll take one so craig was hoping to get at least 25 or 50 people to want to order one before he was going to invest a couple you know ten thousand dollars making molds and so, i did want mm -hmm. to clarify even though you do actually have like poster board and styrofoam on your bike that's because it's still being mocked up for maximum efficiency. I change it all the time. Right. So I want to clarify, it's not just a janky piece of crap. It's it's science. It's a yeah. work in progress. Well, when, we get, exactly. when we get what we know works well for, for science. For touring. Science well, science. Actually, yeah. a guy in Hollister, Mike Corbin's already making Craig's molds now, and he's making them professional. Mike Corbin oh, makes okay. molds for the Can-Am Spider, the Harley-Davidson, the Honda Goldwing. Cool. Right. So these things will start looking good eventually. But we've got to figure out what the right shape is and figure out what people want to look like. So, so Kenyon fairings is that something that you guys have talked about 
Um, well, you know, as a company, we, we look at all these kind of different things, and it what it comes down to the way it is now, and the reason uh, we don't have a full fairing is is looking at the market demographics, you know, and who we're selling to. Um, that said, a lot of a lot of fairings are done as aftermarket parts, anyways. Like what Vetter's doing, right? Uh, or other fairing companies come out with stuff. It's pretty trivial actually to make something. So, I think as a little a few more get out there, you're, you're going to probably see an aftermarket company come out with a full fairing that you could just mount on there. Right, Lucas, oh. you had something yeah. you want to say? I did. Um, this is something that actually really interests me because it seems like Zero's going in a completely different direction, even in terms of electric bikes. Uh, if I can count on, you know, my hand, the number of electric bike companies I can think of right now, you know, what comes to mind is, uh, you know, Bramo, uh, Anarchica, uh, you know, they got the new electric Harley, they got... Um, the lightning bike and so they have the, the mission bike yeah and and what i'm generally seeing in terms of electric bikes is that they are performance oriented so i can imagine that at some point the people who make all those bikes decided that well we'll never beat them on the range so we might as well beat them on the performance but it seems that the philosophy coming out of zero is that you're at the very least, kind kind of trying to find like an optimal, um, you know, but an optimal thing between the two of you know having like good range and good you know like economic availability. It's a good around town bike, but also being fun and interesting to ride. I rode uh, one of the older RSs uh, when you brought it brought it around here, and I thought that was great. But um, how would you say that your philosophy, you know, kind of differs from all the other electric bike manufacturers in terms that, like, they are, you know, 100% concerned with, like, absolutely whipping, you know, the internal combustion engine well, real at quick, the cost of... You said the Lightning, the Mission, the Harley Livewire, and the Energy Ego. If you take those four companies, how many bikes total from all those companies do you think they've sold so far? I have no idea. And you, you, can, you can count <laughs> all four of those companies combined. You can count the number of bikes they've sold on two hands. Really? Yes. Well, so I mean, Zero sold thousands of motorcycles. So what you're saying is that this all is of why those... we have them here, by the way. Right. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> supposed to be the dumb question guy, right? That's not a dumb <laughs> question. That's a very, that is a very good question. I, I, so, <laughs> so to kind of come back around on that though, um, and that, and that's interesting. But but speaking from Zero, you know, we we want competition out there. We want mm -hmm. another company to be selling thousands of bikes because uh, it because it validates the industry. You know, we right we, we want them out there. Um, you know, Brahmo is kind of in similar in thought to us in that we're trying to make a bike that everybody rides. We're trying to yeah. make a bike that somebody can take on their commute to work every day. Brahmo hasn't been nearly Ooh. as successful as you guys, though. Like, what would you say that you guys are doing better than Brahmo? Well, I think I think a couple things. One, I think we're a little bit quicker to the market, mm -hmm. and we've we've better put a bike point. out, yeah, all the way through with price point really being a concern for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the though they're not the like lightning that's. Thirty-five, forty thousand yeah. dollars. They're they're still a little bit pricier than us. Um, I got one for you. Yeah. Was it just this year that you guys had the upgrades with the like Shawa Shawa forks and yeah. um, who's your who's doing the brakes now? J1. J1. Yeah. So 
you you were finally got to be a big enough company that you could get some better components on your bikes. I'm guessing that they're not able to do that yet. That's the kind of stuff yeah. that you'd find on like any you know Japanese super sport. So I don't know you if know, you guys tried or, it. You can you can squeeze the brake handle all the way, come to stop like that. Every bike this year has ABS on it and Pirelli tires. Right. Yeah, that's and the other. That's we, made the, too, we made the yeah. jump and put ABS on there. You know the I think the the higher end Bramo comes with Olins because they went and spent the money, but you pay the money for it when sure. you go to yeah. buy it there. So you know this year Showa came in and said hey we'll, we'll talk to you uh, you guys are doing uh, the right thing here so. so you guys are concerned with putting motorcycles in the hands of everybody okay. who would be interested in getting an electric bike yeah this is actually kind of my question to go to this it's like you guys are you have the hard task of actually ch- pr- creating a culture shift in terms of transportation you know I mean like uh, we don't have an electric uh, vehicle culture yet no. It's well, still combustion engine. Tell that to the you know? Prius owners. It's yeah. I'm saying it's it's happening, still but burners. it's they put gas in their cars. Yeah, <laughs> they still fill we up. We don't have the we we we're, they're at the tip of the spear in terms of doing this kind of stuff, and it seems yeah. like rather daunting. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever see it in those terms. I mean, you guys are just selling electric motorcycles, but that's you're trying to create a culture shift, you know, and that's what it seems like to me, anyways. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, and that's why we're do, trying to do so many test rides like the one you guys mm-hmm. did is we're trying to get people on bikes because you can't you can't you can't know what it's like until you get it and drive sure. it. It's, that's yeah. it. All you got to do totally. is ride it. Yeah, so that's Max, what I would say to any motorcyclist. I, Max, you just gotta in, ride it down you know? in L.A. around uh, West Hollywood. There's a group, the Hollywood Electrics Group, mm-hmm. and they they basically meet up and they go ride just a group just like these guys, and they're all electric. And they had an article done about them recently, and the headline was "Electric Motorcycle Gangs." You'll never hear them coming. <laughs> that's yes. great. That I sounds mean, pretty tongue in cheek. I mean, that's how right computers there, yeah. got started. It was a bunch of dudes in their basements, you know, putting diodes together. Yeah. You know? And yeah. now look at look at where we are now. Yeah. Same know? thing so. with electronic music. It was a bunch yeah. of uh, computer nerds who didn't even know what they're doing. All, you know? all these guys that's can meet so at somebody's apartment still. complex at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning to go ride up the coast, but they don't wake up all the neighbors when they all fire up to, yeah. to take off. They, I you know, like stealth mode, man. I've embraced my inner. Like yeah, silent hooligan. Fun. You know, <laughs> I actually have a. I have another question. Um, crap, now it's starting to. Uh, All right, well, on, 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 do you have anything uh, to say? No. Okay, guys. I, I, I was wondering if, um, uh, while well, yeah. he thinks of his question, uh, I think all of us kind of got the skinny on the range. But I want to wonder for the benefit of the listeners if you just talk about uh, the the actual numbers of the of the ranges of the bikes. Sure. Well, they uh, because it, it, you know we've been talking so much about it, but we I don't think we ever mentioned the, the, the top of the line bike with the power tank, the S and the SR will do 185 miles in city commuting, and it's about half that at 70. It's a little higher than that at 55. Um, and then Kenny, if you want to talk about the FX a little, yeah, I mean, so the FX is two basically. So what he's talking about with the power tank, that's basically a five module bike. So the FX is a is a two module bike of that. So it it pretty much divides down, but it's kind of more of a hooligan bike. You know, like we said, it's meant to be around town, city miles, and I don't think you'd want to cruise very far on the freeway on it, anyways. Um, but uh, I don't have the FX numbers off the top of my head. I, th- I think it's I think Terry it's about seven, seventy. I think in the city, which and it's it's hard to do that because you know you like Lies to get on the throttle and get up. Right but um, <laughs> if you're doing highway, I'd say somewhere around thirty-five to, to forty miles. You don't want to push it too much further than okay. that. Yeah. So we did that ride. We did almost seventy miles yesterday, and we did a fair amount of highway. 
and uh, I think whoever was riding it on that fifth or sixth ride, uh, we actually we did run one of them out. But and that's the one with that's the one with the, just the two battery pack versus yeah. the five battery. And so we battery. Yeah. I think we went almost seventy or eighty miles on that yeah. before before we actually ran it down to nothing. So and the big uh, the big five module one you said is a is a is a buck eighty five around town and about half that on the highway. Yeah, it, yeah. it would be hard to do a full one hundred eighty five <clears throat> miles. I think. Uh, commuting wise because most of us if we've got to commute somewhere we usually take a five mile beeline to the freeway and jump on the freeway so realistic wise if you got one of those you could you could get 100 miles the guy that said he commuted 90 miles a day it would actually work for him he could actually charge it at work but one day if he couldn't charge at work all you have to do if you want to conserve range you just drop your like say there's one day the charge the circuit breaker blew where you had it plugged in and all of a sudden he comes out and he didn't get anything back yeah you can still get back you just drive a little slower that one day the slower you go from 70 or 80 miles an hour, your range will improve. So, and there's actually, there's you can see it on the app and you can also see it on the dash. You have a lifetime watt hours per mile, trip watt hours per mile, and then instantaneous. So you can see as you go slower, you'll use like 100 or 90 watt hours per mile when, when you're going faster, you're using like 120 or 150 watt hours per mile. So, and, you, and it also tells you how many miles you got left to go at that current energy usage so you, you almost except when we're riding like we we're riding yesterday where you guys don't know how to use the instrument dash it's it's pretty hard to run one of these things out if you're just using a little bit of common sense so, so Kenyon, we're talking about cost on these do you know what the retail is on some of these models um no <laughs> to text your uh, marketing guy, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, number to sorry, I didn't. That's I didn't all right. Numbers like, in my head. I think they're all listed on the. Yeah, it's all it's, it's all like on the internet, man. So I think the okay. SR with uh, with one module, I think, is ten five. With yeah. a with two modules, I believe, is twelve three. Uh, one we ride is about twelve three, and then the SR I think was about the, seventeen. Yeah, and then with the power tank, it's about nineteen and a half. That's right. actually really cheap. So um, I wanted to address if people think that they want to try one out. But they don't want to pop on a new bike, and they want to buy something used. Dealers. So, um, Kenyon, you advised us last time to watch out for the older bikes. The technology wasn't there yet, and those are people just looking to be on the cutting edge and have something new and fun before anyone else does. Never be an early adopter. <laughs> but and so the best advice uh, I got from you and from um, Brian, I believe, was don't buy anything pre 2013. Since 2013, it, new components are compatible. Right, yeah, right. Um, so I want to use as an example. There's an ad on our local Craigslist right now <laughs> for a 2010 Zero S electric, great condition, needs battery, forty five hundred dollars. So we've already established how much a new battery would cost, but new batteries won't be compatible with this, right? <coughs> no, you'd have to get a you'd have to get an old battery. Same year. Where are you going to find an old battery? You're going to have to find a crashed 2010 bike that still has good good battery i guess or call the factory or do they call yeah. you to ask why a 2010 battery has died already <laughs> would they call us yeah would they call you should we uh, give them your extension number no, <laughs> no no okay um <laughs> no they'll, they'll talk to customer service who, the, who might be able to hook them the up the other thing in this ad the the, the tip off is great bike well cared for battery needs to be looked at by the dealer and fixed or replaced also maybe some back fees <laughs> maybe one or two back fees yeah. so the the red flag for people is uh unless if you are going to buy something older than 2013 make sure it's a perfectly running good bike now uh, there's a warranty on the batteries mm -hmm. is that just for the 2013 and up batteries that's uh, uh well all the, the all the batteries had a warranty on them um 
I believe I, it was two years up until yeah, 2013, and then yeah. starting and then last five year, five years. Yeah. yeah, so last year, five years. So I think this would be one of those cases where you really shouldn't start with a used bike. You're better to buy a new bike. Yeah. You make your money back this, from not buying gas. This is what I advise. If you're if you're a pretty hands-on tinkering guy, you know a little bit about electronics, especially if you're an electrical engineer, you could probably feel comfortable making your own battery pack for a 2010 or 2011. But if you don't know anything about that kind of stuff, my bike's a 2012, but I would probably still say go for a 2013 and up. The voltages are all the same. If you buy extra quick chargers or something like that, they'll be compatible if you ever trade up. Um, and uh, the, everything has just gotten better year after year. Although starting in about 2013, stuff started to stabilize. Yeah. So that was good. People that bought a 2012, it was the first electric motorcycle on the market that could claim it could do 100 miles range. And then the very next year, people were kind of got their feelings hurt because it's like, wow, the 2013 higher voltage, it's got more power. So then, you know, you just spent $12,000 on a bike and your bike just took a $4,000 depreciation hit overnight. Mm-hmm. But what we're, we're not seeing that anymore. The bikes are pretty much stabilizing. So, you know, it's, it's safe to say, hey, I can invest in a new motorcycle, get a payment plan on it that I'm actually saving more in gas per month than my payment is. It's basically a free bike and uh, it's, I'm not going to take a depreciation hit when I sell it. So right. what's, you know. is, what's insurance like? Is that a, yeah. How would you classify that in terms of CC or is it just overall cost? Or I think they've got that... it figured out now. Yeah? But when yeah. I got mine, I was like zero CCs, and then all of a sudden they did. They, <laughs> they, they did. So it's, it's like then they, they pay did, you. Then they did continuous <laughs> horsepower, yeah. which was something like sixteen horsepower or something. So like it's the, it was like a one twenty five level. But I think they're getting brighter now because the peak power of the motor is actually really significant. It's yeah. not what the motor's rated at continuous yeah. wise. Right. I actually had a. Um, speaking of batteries, I had a really serious question about batteries because uh, from is it serious? Yes, like, yes, it is serious. Really? It's it's a matter of so life and death, actually. Um, what I want to know is that from all the research I've been done, I mean, I have like a huge boner for electric bikes right now, right? Like, uh, it doesn't so. look like. It. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, I'd say it's a boner. I, I, I don't. I didn't know, I know you were you. staring at my cross. Perhaps well, I should have thought me about that. You keep I mean, scratching it. I mean, you got <laughs> it right out there. I got, I got to pick a pick a bone with you anyway. real quick. You've got so many questions, but were you even there yesterday? <laughs> no, I rode your bike before. Oh, okay. no, that's okay. that's why he's yeah. a, that's no, why he's a dumb my, question guy. <laughs> my question, question is about batteries, uh, because from all of the research I've been doing and all of the uh, you know articles I've been reading, all the bikes that I've been uh, you know drooling over, it seems like the major bottleneck in terms of electric motorcycles becoming accepted by the mainstream is battery life and you know moreover how that translates to range so what i want to know is how is battery life uh advancing in terms of you know how much more storage can you get over time there is i can't remember the name for it but someone postulated that computing power doubles every four years moore's law moore's law thank you so (laughs) nice it's too bad no one knows is there is there like a moore's law of batteries like in 10 years are they gonna have like three times the range or like what point do you think where uh, we will have the technology to make these batteries that'll just be unbelievably powerful, you know, same weight, but will hold, like, you know, enough charge to do 300, 400 miles. If that's holding you back on buying a bike, I wouldn't wait, because in the last three years at zero, the, the, the range basically went up 10% this year. It hadn't gone up since 2013. So, if you think about that... If you're so, you're doing, like, 10% a year? Is, is well, 10%, the 10% since 2013, actually, okay. on the density. Okay. So, if you're waiting for some major breakthrough to happen, uh, you know, don't let that 
can't hold back you from getting a motorcycle today. Is what yeah. I'm saying. You know. Yeah. Because well, uh, so, any, so that, any breakthrough battery tech like that is going to affect so much more than just motorcycling. Because right now batteries yeah. are <laughs> the major bottleneck on all sorts of things. All, all the electronics yeah. that have a non-continuous power. Yep. power source are held back by battery life. Like the you whole know. world's gonna go. To, to battery at some point yeah. it's going to be vehicle yeah. to grid grid to vehicle right. well, all that but but to answer your question directly I, th- that's true I mean it shouldn't hold you back from buying a motorcycle but the technology is going up every single year uh, you know I attend a battery conference there's like I don't know at least two dozen different innovations that different companies different universities yeah. different things are all working on and everyone's going to make a 10% improvement so yeah. sure. you know you start combining those so together tech, yeah I, I what I've been hearing is that the uh, learning curve on like an internal combustion bike is so narrow because they've pretty much pulled out all the stops already there's so little engineering left to be done you know just to crank a couple extra horsepower out of an internal combustion bike but if uh, remember we watched the documentary uh, Charge where mm-hmm. they talking about the first Isle of Man TT with the electric bikes. Like, most of them didn't even finish, right? The next year, most of them did finish. Well, yes, I use the example of seeing Kenyon race up at Sonoma Raceway just a few years ago and being confused as to who won because everyone had to stop at some point. (laughs) It's hard to follow Uh, a race. And and, and (laughs) the technology curve is just so steep concerning electric bikes. But now, as as we saw in uh, the next chapter, on any Sunday next chapter, the Pikes Peak the lightning LS2 blowing you know, everyone away. I, th- I think to a, to a certain degree, like range is, is a bit of a weird rationalization considering that you ride fucking scary fast death machines. You know, like <laughs> you get on these two wheeled powered vehicles that you know, like can you can wad yourself on, but it's like there it's, there are only you know. two obstacles in the way of electric bikes completely destroying you know traditional bikes and that's one of them is one of which is range and the other which is cost no as soon as they become affordable and as soon as they have similar range as a gas bike nobody is i mean nobody who's interested in like a bike that performs or has you know a good economy about it would rather buy an internal combustion bike well we're running out of there are lots of people who buy harleys yeah i'm I'm just saying i clarified myself because there are always going to be people who want like you know Shitty paint shakers just because that's American. Yeah, they went. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned battery life, and I don't know if um I don't know if you you were talking I guess about range, but also yeah. so the actual real world range that I had the battery life I have on my bike I've got a, a battery that was in the bike from 2012. I've got 75,000 miles on it now, and I've done a full charge recharge from depleted, and I put the same amount of energy back in within about a half a percent of what I had when it was new. Wow. So, that is actually a really well-designed battery because uh, you know most batteries that you'll find in devices lose their ability to hold the same charge yeah. after a while. Well, the thing is, well, like I your cell you phone know. charges the cell yeah. up to like 4.3 volts and it also discharge it down to like 1.2. Yeah. The zero batteries stay between like 3 volts and 4.15. So they hold the range tighter so it doesn't make the battery as stressed, which lets it last a lot longer. Well, That's well, really Lucas, some, you know who you can thank. Some, who can some I thank? In, you know, but some sitting intro- right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I've got a battery guy. Yeah, <laughs> I got a guy for that. But you hired the battery guy. He's the guy. Yes. You talk about like battery efficiency losses, but you think about like after hundred thousand miles, you probably need to replace rings on certain kinds of bikes. You know? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, our, 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 yeah. So our latest, losses, our latest right? cells, if you do the math, um, they're 2,500 cycles. Yeah. And then if you break that down by the number of miles you can do per cycle, it's like 300,000 miles. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Wow. The power yeah. tank one will do yeah. 450,000. So you guys are in it for the long con. Yeah, that's the, what it is. the bike, the bike's going to be falling apart before, before the, the battery does. does. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I how many 100,000 motor, 100, mile motors do you know out there? Right, exactly. Well, I'm going to have plenty, one, but none of them are on Jixers. I'm going to have 100,000 miles on my 2012 zero by the end of this year wow oh yeah well, i meant okay. internal combustion i know like the vfr and G and bmws are about the only ones that are known to go up that high i heard yeah. there was a triumph that got well over a hundred thousand but i can't remember what model it was barrett did yeah the um it was a uh, bonneville the new models there you go yeah um so terry obviously though you were taking things to extremes in in charging and efficiency uh, everything um, but this is what you're doing. You're out there really pushing the boundaries and showing that things can be accomplished on these bikes. What's next for you? Well, so this past September, I don't know if you guys, I, I told you guys here the last time, but I don't know if the listeners listen this time, no, but I, I rode from actually San Francisco down to Mexico and back in the same day, in 24 hours, <laughs> wow. on the electric motorcycle. Wow. Um, How many times do you have to stop to charge? I stopped about 10 times, but not because my battery was dead, but most because I had to pee. <laughs> so <laughs> so you, just, you just pee and then top it off. I would stop where there was a charge station, so I didn't waste any time. But lots of times, I'd have to go find somewhere to pee. I'd come back, and <laughs> the bike was usually almost already done charged, and I wasn't wasting any time. Right. So, But um, coming up... Maybe on Earth Day, I've got a lot to squeeze into the next month. Earth Day is going to be Wednesday, April 22nd. But I'm hoping to become the fastest electric vehicle ever to cross the country. Wow. Right yeah. now, You're going all cross-country. That's vehicle, wow. not motorcycle, yes. vehicle. So right now, a Tesla Model S, uh, well, in July of last year, Tesla Model S set the record at 74 hours. There were two uh, uh, Tesla employees that did it. And then a couple months later, two Edmunds.com magazine writers did it in 67 hours and 22 minutes. I'm nice. actually going to try to do it in less than 48 hours. It will also wow. qualify for what's called the Iron Butt 50cc, yeah. which is yeah. pretty impressive. Wow. So you're yeah. going to be an Iron Butt too. That's really good. Uh, and yeah. you're doing it solo. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't get to trade off with a rider and sleep like the Tesla guys did. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so we'll um, see. I have, I have a lot to do between now and then. Uh, but I'm I'm going to work on one record or another. But I'd really like to show up in L.A. on Earth Day, doing this because uh, my buddy Harlan Flag from Hollywood Electrics, we're going to try to make a big media event out of it. So we'll, so Sweet. we'll see. Nice. Uh, yeah. Good luck to you, man. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, cool. I, I just want to you know summarize and say that uh, these bikes are really cool. Um, thank you again for helping us do this and to see how they're being you know manufactured and and if people want to see what we saw our pictures are on the recycle page so uh not can you tell people how to find that where to reach us uh you could <laughs> you could find us on facebook at recycle a um, motorcycle garage or was, was that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Recycle Santa Cruz. Recycle Santa Dilly. Cruz. Okay. Uh, you can email us at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. Um, find us on Facebook at Recycle Garage. Recycle Santa Cruz. Recycle okay. Dash. Santa Whatever. Cruz. Yeah. And then, uh, you fucking throw me under the bus. <laughs> like four beers deep, man. This is fucked no, up. Just go listen. listen. Go that's listen. under the bus. That's under the bus. Backing up. Going again. Oh, yeah. Backing yeah. up. Yeah. Going again. So, everyone listening, just truck. go listen to the last episode and then <laughs> skip to the end. <laughs> just real quick. One last you, guys, uh, you guys got to go ride the motorcycles. If anybody else wants to go ride, you don't have to come to the 
factory, you can go to your local dealer. Yeah, and they'll hook we, you, you know, we, we don't want you want people in your factory. That, anyway. That's what I was going to say. If you go to <laughs> zeromotorcycles.com in the upper left, you'll see find a dealer. There'll be a map, and you can find out where your closest dealer to you is and go test ride one. Right, but. Um, I wanted, yeah, I, I wanted to say that I think that they're really cool bikes. I love that here in our area of California that we have so much happening and that this is the future that's happening. I'm pretty sure that everyone in this room, we're not ready to buy one yet. It's still fitting sort of a niche of people who are riding that range and can afford it. But it's so cool to watch it and see how all these things are expanding and how these bikes are going to yeah. take over the, the the gas motorcycles I believe and, and watching this happen and then knowing people who are part of this wave is really cool yeah. so you had something you wanted to say now? Well, yeah, I just want to say, um, you know, good luck. You're doing actually something a lot bigger than most people realize because motorcyclists are notoriously conservative when it comes to their equipment and their cars or or their and their bikes. They want the live <laughs> pipes. They want they want the loud pipes. They want that visceral kind of a thing, and that's that's hard to change, you know. And and you're doing great things, I think. So. Good luck to you guys in, in, in the future with with the motorcycle electric motorcycles and zero. So thanks. Yeah, yeah. And thanks so much for for taking us out. That was yeah, awesome. we All appreciate right. it very much. It yeah, that was, was very cool. a blast. If anything, it, it makes me want to. It, I do. I would love to just go out and ride. Like one. to to anybody who's I never mean, yeah, yeah <laughs> ridden in an electric vehicle, uh, an electric. Maybe car we could all buy awesome. one. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We may have yeah. to. We may have to. <laughs> well, um, hundred fifty bucks out of our pocket. Yeah, we'll go Dutch on one. You know. <laughs> but so as I was saying, you can go to our Facebook page, Recycle Santa Cruz, and you can see pictures of the factory and the test ride and the bikes we're on. Um, also, if you would like to leave a comment or leave an opener for us, you can call us at 831-291-5112. I've also provided a link at the um, podcast notes. Um, anyone else have anything, last thing to say? I'm just going to plug uh, a month from now on Earth Day. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Electric Terry and, and wish me luck. Yay. Right. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Woo. All right. Well, Knock, you want to take us out? Oh, yeah. So who do we have again tonight? Oh, it's going to be painful. Come on. <laughs> I know. Okay. Why don't you use yeah. your eyes yeah, and look for, around yeah. the room? Okay, shut up. Just third <laughs> chance. Guys, thanks for listening. Think tonight we had Liza. 22. Yes. Adrian. Hey. Bagel. Ciao, ciao. I am Nock. Lucas. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan. This is my normal speaking voice. <laughs> Kenyon. Yeah. Terry. Yes. Charge on. Uh, Zephyr. Hey. Mason. Bye. Josh. Later. And James. What about Zach? Oh, and Zach. Zach. I am still Zach. Oh, shit. How did I miss that one? I even wrote it down for you. How many beers deep are you? It's the beer, bro. Uh, I really suck at drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Third third time was not the charm tonight. (laughs) Cool, cool.